0: Hey everybody, I'm Eric and today I watched WWE 2017 week 43 in which we saw... Raw episode 1,274, SmackDown episode 949, 205 Live episode 48, Main Event episode 265, and NXT episode 417. Uh, So before I get into the events of this week, uh, I'm recording this on Sunday, October 29th. Uh, These episodes took place on the 23rd through 25th. Uh, I woke up to... uh, the first thing I saw on Twitter was uh, from the WWE uh, a tweet a tweet announcing that Summer Rae and Darren Young have been released, and that that bummed me out a little bit. Uh, we haven't seen either of them on uh, WWE television in a while, so it wasn't really shocking or anything. But then I scroll down a little bit and. Emma has been released also. She was just on TLC, an amazing match against Asuka. Uh, And I, I, every time she appears on screen, I enjoy it, uh, especially this last month or so. So it's, uh, yeah, I was really surprised by that. And I'm pretty sad. Hopefully we get to see Emma or whatever uh, whatever persona she takes on elsewhere, uh, hopefully we get to see her soon uh, in action, whether it be uh, elsewhere in the United States, maybe over Japan, uh, maybe, maybe over in the UK, or wherever she might go. I, I just hope that uh, we're able to see more from her as soon as possible so anyway that's that's kind of the most i've thought about all of uh all of the wwe stuff in the last couple of days uh since i got a little bit delayed in recording this episode um so as i go through my notes uh i'm gonna be struggling a little bit to remember some some of this but Uh, well, let's, let's just go for it. Uh, Braun is gone, uh, thanks to the, um, (laughs) getting murdered, uh, via, uh, garbage truck. So that was kind of a running theme of this episode was that kind of power vacuum, uh, confrontation between the shield and, uh, the Miz and the bar. And we had... A, a surprise uh participants in in the match against the Miz plus the bar. AJ Styles joined Seth Rollins and Dean Ambrose for a match. And this uh pretty much opened the show. I think. Um yeah, yeah, it was the first match of the show. It followed uh the announcement of the following match matches that will take place at Survivor Series. Pending whether or not uh the these champions are still the champions at that point. But we have champion versus champion Alexa Bliss versus Natalia, Champ versus Champ, the Miz versus Baron Corbin, uh the Shed versus the Usos, Seth Rollins and Dean Ambrose. By the way, I tweeted that uh one of my dream matches is for the the Shields, well the shed, Dean and Seth to uh where is that going with this? Oh, to defend their titles against fellow raw roster mates, although they haven't had matches against the rest of the roster yet because they're still kept separate from everybody the cruiserweights rich swan and cedric alexander versus seth rollins and dean ambrose for the tag team championships that'd be such an awesome match i would freaking love it or cedric and rich versus uh cesaro and sheamus that would be awesome as well Maybe someday we'll get more crossover, not just interacting with each other, but actual matches against people outside of the cruiserweight division. Uh, There's been a big uh, push. Maybe it's because I follow TJ Perkins. And so I see a lot of his retweeting of everybody tweeting about this, but um, uh, TJ Perkins for the Intercontinental Championship. I think that would be a pretty great match. TJ Perkins versus The Miz, um, and he definitely stands a good chance of winning, especially if uh, The miz whoever The Miz-Tourage consists of, consists of during the match, uh, gets ejected because you know they're going to do everything they can to help The Miz defend his championship against somebody who's outside of the division and is not even worthy of being in this division kind of thing, probably, but... Come on. Most of these cruiserweights could totally kick everybody's butts. Except for maybe Braun Strowman and Brock Lesnar. But even then, Kalisto defeated Braun Strowman. And it was a dumpster match. So it's not the typical pinning him or anything like that. But uh, Kalisto did defeat Braun Strowman and then promptly was destroyed by said stroman uh we're also going to have jinder mahal versus brock lesnar which we had a pretty fun uh response by the advocate paul Heyman uh answering jinder mahal's challenge last week which was kind of okay we had this opening segment that said yeah that match is going to happen and then Later, we have Pauly's like, challenge accepted. Okay, we already had it confirmed by the general manager, whatever. Um, and then there's gonna be a men's five on five match and a women's five on five match. We don't know the participants of those matches yet. While we do know, uh, skipping forward to SmackDown, that everybody other than Natalia will be on team SmackDown because there's five. No, not everybody. <laughs> not Lana. Lana. Lana, asks Shane, uh, but there are six of us and, and not Shane, uh, Daniel Bryan. And Daniel says, Oh, I meant, um, no, not you, Lana. <laughs> everybody else. After he comes in the room and says, all of you are on the team, but not you. Lana. <laughs> great, great moment. Um, so we know everybody who's on this team SmackDown. Uh, I guess now we know everybody who's on Team Raw. Uh, man, that sucks. Um, so, Team Raw, I guess, is probably Nia, Dana, Alicia, Sasha, and Bailey. I think that's everybody now. Um, and we know who the captain is because we had a triple threat match to determine the captain between Bailey, Sasha and Alicia Fox. And this match is, I I really, really like this match. I really like that match. Well, I'll talk about it in a minute. Um, the match between the shield plus AJ Styles versus the Miz plus the bar. It was pretty good. It's pretty good. Um, There are a couple of great AJ Styles versus Cesaro moments that we haven't seen before. These two, I don't think, have gone one-on-one against each other. Uh, I'd love to see a one-on-one match at some point. I really hope we see that. I really hope we see that at some point. Um, AJ wins the match by hitting the phenomenal forearm on Cesaro. He gets the pin. But then Kane comes out and attacks, and he cuts promo on Braun. Saying that he's 385 pounds. This is not a Kane voice. uh, 385 pounds of nasty, stinking human refuse that he was put into that garbage truck where he belongs as a big pile of garbage. So, yeah. As a result of this promo, Kane demands competition as braun had been and finn balor answers the challenge and gets destroyed by three choke slams i guess on one hand he gets destroyed absolutely but on the other it required three choke slams to do so but really after the first one kane could have just pinned him the other two were just adding insults to injury uh, up next, we had Asuka versus Emma again. Uh, all these reminders of the the, the the tragedy of losing Emma from the roster. There is one particularly awesome moment where Emma was uh, uh, on the apron outside of the ropes and Asuka hits her with a hip attack and just, it's, it's, it, it's powerful. It's like, um... I don't know, it's like, a, it's like a demonstration from a physics simulator that she just gets all of the the, the velocity um, from Asuka's body is transferred directly into Emma, sending her flying off to the outside. It was, it was a great moment. Kudos to both of them for making that look... Um, not only look, it probably was very painful. Um, and uh, Asuka won via Asuka lock. So, that brings Asuka's winning streak up to... I don't even know how many. 173? I don't know. It's less... Than, it's not that many. Um, or maybe it is. Maybe it is that many. Or more. I don't know. But anyway, all, she's still undefeated. And... Uh, who's who's next for Asuka we'll find out next week perhaps I hope I hope we just have matches against Asuka every single week no matter who it is and bring in some local talent to to fight against her as well that'll help a lot build her up even more as they did with Braun Strowman we'll get the maybe we'll get the 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 next Jenny Ellsworth out of this whole thing If they uh, let them say some some goofy stuff before they get totally destroyed by Asuka. Um, Up next, we had (laughs) a backstage segment. Okay. Alicia Fox is so, so entertaining. And I'm so happy that she's getting more screen time now. Um, She's completely bonkers on purpose that's the intent of her whole storyline uh th- but anyway kurt is talking to sasha and bailey and then alicia comes in and says I- what about me i want to be the-, the team captain for team raw women's team raw team raw women team women's raw um <laughs> and kurt says well you know how we settle things here <laughs> and alicia screams rock paper scissors like what no a a match so we get a triple threat uh slightly later uh before that we have paul Heyman come out with the beast i almost forgot his name for for a second there brock lesnar i am wearing a brock lesnar shirt i shouldn't have have had as much trouble as i did with it although i'm not looking at my shirts and even if I were, it would have been upside down, so it wouldn't have immediately helped to look at it. But uh, yeah, he's he's he talks about this. This was a really great segment, even though we did get confirmed, and the the point of this was to answer the challenge. But it was still really good because Paul Heyman talked about. Okay, let's go down the list of all the people that Brock has faced in the last year. I have not talked trash about any of them. I've talked about how all of them are very strong and worthy opponents. But this is different because Jinder Mahal is awful and uh, is a placeholder champion. uh, uh, What were the words he used? He was not nice about it at all. And it was fantastic. So, yeah, pretty pretty good call there. Uh, go go with the the what's in the hearts of the WWE universe, and we'll be on your side, Brock Lesnar. Uh, so yeah, the, it, the challenge is accepted. Then we have this triple threat between Bailey, Sasha Banks, and Alicia Fox uh, for the team captainship for Team Raw. I'm not even speaking real words now. Um, I don't remember what some of this. (sighs) Okay. I I wrote down, I don't want to play. Oh yeah. She, she had enough at some point. Um, high cupcake. I don't remember. Oh, oh, was that, did she call the, the, the timekeeper cupcake? I don't know. But she rang the bell to end the match, but the, the match didn't end because that's that's crazy. Um, <laughs> it continued anyway, and then there was this this part, this moment when Bailey was doing her thing, and Alicia is right behind her and mimicking her perfectly, and then spins Bailey around and attacks her. Oh my gosh, that was that was so funny and um she wins uh after getting out of bank statement she falls face first in the bank statement that was amazing too but uh somehow somehow got out of it and she wins and she kisses the ref the same ref that she slapped last week we had no mention at tlc or on this night at least not on the hulu version of the fine that she had to pay for for shoving him. She didn't slap him, she shoved him. Um but yeah, it's the same ref. He's he's been getting put through the Alicia Fox ringer for sure. Um uh, we did get to see her shirt on TV in this episode, the uh, crazy like a fox shirt with the um the the fox version of Alicia, uh the cartoon fox. Um I kind of I kind of do want to get that shirt. I yeah I kind of it's 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 neat I like it and you know what did they ever even put out an Emma shirt oh she I hope she puts out some pro wrestling tees some some stuff out on pro com so I can um get some kind of Emma shirt at some point but um anyway yeah it was this is a great match really really funny and uh probably the highlight of my of my night for it for it for as far what am I saying? Um as far as actual matches go, because then we end the episode. Kurt is about to announce who's on uh team uh team raw for the men's match when Shane interrupts and uh he comes out in from the audience, followed by a large number of the SmackDown roster under siege. Oh, yeah, they did meet backstage earlier, earlier on. I forgot to write anything about that. But uh, that's when Shane first says, oh, this is going to be fun. Hashtag under siege. And then we find out what they're actually doing. Uh, I didn't realize who Rusev was because he was wearing a beanie. And I was like, there's so much action going on. Uh, I couldn't tell who he was until a little bit later on but he was he was right at the forefront beating some people up uh even the nicest guys on smackdown are totally into this smackdown of the raw raw locker room they go after chasing after kurt as he basically just runs away when they all start to come and uh on their way they just beat everybody up they just totally destroy everybody starting with Titus Worldwide, Titus O'Neil, and Apollo Crews, who are just like, oh, hey, it's great to see you guys. And then suddenly, boom, (laughs) they just get totally destroyed by uh, everybody. Not just the bad guys on SmackDown. Everybody on SmackDown is a bad guy now, apparently. Um, We also had Ty Dillinger after they clear one locker room. He says, all right, next room. Uh, he's way into it. Um, AJ, who had just been teamed up with Seth Rollins and Dean Ambrose earlier in the night, he beats up Seth. And Seth has got to be thinking, like, we were just working together. What's going on here? Um, And then uh, the women g- uh, go head-to-head against the women backstage. And it's just nuts. They've declared war. And I don't know. I, I guess we'll see what team, how the teams are assembled, um, because things aren't exactly peachy over on SmackDown. Because there are some people who are missing from this whole event. Uh, Charlotte wasn't there. Uh, that didn't seem to get really mentioned, so I don't think it's re- really that important. But Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens were not there, and I think that definitely—I mean, it already is important that they weren't a part of that. Um so that said, let's talk about SmackDown Live episode 949. We open with this whole thing being addressed. Shane says it's always better to strike first. Sami Zayn comes out, uh he dances furiously, inches away from Shane. I was just dancing when I was doing that, which there's no point of doing that because you can't see what I was doing. But maybe you could hear it in my voice that I was dancing a little bit. Probably not. Um, but Sammy says, uh, well, you're lucky to have it because Kevin and I volunteer our services for that thing, that were the Survivor Series match. And Shane says, I don't want you and I don't need you. But you can go ahead and fight for your spot. And you're going to fight Randy Orton for a spot on the, the SmackDown team. Uh, so I have a feeling. Okay, long story shorts. Randy Orton defeats Sami Zayn with a very, very, very. Uh, I'm trying to think of the word, not obvious. The opposite of out of nowhere. A very foreseeable, a very predictable RKO that finishes him off despite Kevin trying to distract them. Uh, but because of Kevin's distraction, the referee is distracted and Randy can hit Sammy Zayn with a low blow. And it's just game over, man. So who, who's the actual good guy here? I kind of feel like Kevin and Sammy, even though they Sammy turned bad, he broke bad. That they are actually the good guys in all this because, because Shane leading this charge is very villainous, if that's even a word. And Daniel Bryan is not is is not happy about that. Um so anyway, that's the end of this episode. Um and uh it's it was pretty good. I like that match a lot. Uh, but before all that happened, we had the New Day versus, uh, Benjamin Shelton, Shelton Benjamin, (laughs) and, uh, oh, Chad Gable, oh my gosh, how could I, I was, I was like, no, it's not Clark Gable, that's, why would I, it's obviously not Clark Gable, but what is, it does start with a C, that's why it's confusing a little bit, um, we have uh, a, a, a new sponsor this week. Jolly Ranchers. Their slogan is keep on sucking. And uh, we had the Usos on comment, uh, joining the commentary team for this. Uh, Michael Cole uh, is uh, taking uh, Tom Phillips' place for a few weeks as uh, he's off doing his thing. He, I hope he's back next week because uh, a little bit too much Michael Cole having him on both nights. But it's... Uh, he says the slogan keep on sucking and one of the usas is like what <laughs> um amazing uh by the way okay this go see thor ragnarok it comes out next week i got to see it early it is so freaking good this reminded me of that because there's kind of a similar joke where it's like they did really just say that and a character on screen is like they, they, they do what Um, you'll know it when it happens. If you're thinking about this whole thing, keep on sucking, it's kind of, it's similar to that. Um, but yeah, it's really, 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 really good. Really good. It's at least my second favorite Marvel film yet. Um, you know, Spider-Man Homecoming is really good too. Um, which I finally saw this last week, but, uh, maybe only behind winter soldier as far as my favorite marvel cinematic universe film um anyhow uh keep on sucking uh james is lost that we find out during uh women's uh division segment backstage uh this is when we find out that uh all of you will be on the team except for you lana um i love that this elements of james being lost it sets up it teases what's what then happens on fashion dogs as james ellsworth is being held prisoner as they interrogate him to try and figure out what's going on where did the briefcase go they heard that he was carrying around a briefcase and carmella comes in is like this is not this is my briefcase it's not what you're looking for but they still open it up anyway and there's a filthy pair of underwear in there it is this d- disgusting maybe too far i think they went too far with making that pair of underwear disgusting because it. oh my gosh anyway uh next week we're gonna have stranger things which also is getting pretty good i'm, I'm on on uh, i just finished episode four season two of stranger things it's picking up after the first episode. I was like, "Yeah, why?" Was I was like, really getting all excited about this, but now it's, it's it's built up and it's getting pretty good. And I, from what I understand, uh, or at least from what Matt has told me, because he's watched the whole season, he said that from episode six, it's episode sick, episode six is sick. <laughs> he did not say that. Um, episode six, it gets really good and then is awesome from then on. So I've got one more episode to i mean it's already getting pretty good but one more not as great episode before it gets really good apparently um so hopefully no. I, I don't think i spoiled anything there no i didn't talk about any plot details or anything just the the um what i heard was the quality episode by episode so i'm excited to see what their uh what their their spin on stranger things is cuz it's not a the first non fashion implemented title but uh it it does still play off of how they talk and stuff. Uh we had Barry Corbin versus Sinkara. It was awesome to see Sinkara on on TV. I think this is the first time we've seen him for a while. Um and Sinkara won after Corbin got no, we saw him last week. That's right. And Sinkara won via countout. Oh, the man without a face unfortunately makes it a little bit forgettable um by the way oh my god uh the the quote-unquote joke i mean it is a joke but a really crappy joke to make um leo rush tweeted something like that i guess that's what happens when you're not truly ready for asuka which yeah that's not not cool at all and there's lots of backlash like immediate Backlash like half of my timeline is people saying to him, like, hey, not cool, dude. I don't even follow Leo Rush, it's everybody else talking about it. Um, so yeah, that's come on. Starting, (laughs) watch out for this in this spring. New brand new show on is it Annie? Is it on Annie? Not Annie Uh, on Bravo. No, on E. What channel is Total Divas on? Totally ruined the joke. Starting Leo Rush, Total Dicks. It's the same logo as Total Divas, but but dicks instead of divas. Explain the joke enough? I think so. Um. So I like this Corbin versus Sin Cara feud. Could we see Sin Cara as the next United States Championship? Champ- champion? United States Championship ch- chip, champ? Uh, that'd be kind of cool. I think I can enjoy that. Sin Cara does some cool stuff. He doesn't don't do the same as cool stuff as Kalisto. It'd be great to see them back together. Um, but uh, yeah, maybe that's some of the that crossover in the Cruiserweights because Sin Cara was part of the Cruiserweights for a little bit, but maybe he's not actually. Another dream match that I posted about um was Sin Cara. Whoa, his, his – without a mask is the – like, half of the pictures when you look him up on 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 Google is – he's unmasked. That's kind of – I was not expecting that. Um, okay, so uh, another dream match that I posted on Twitter. Uh, I didn't tag anybody in it. By the way, Cedric Alexander liked that tweet about uh, them versus uh, Seth and Dean so he's on board with it everybody else let's get on board with it um another dream match would be all of our lucha brothers in the wwe versus all of our british strong style strong style uh all british strong style plus either wolfgang or gentleman jack gallagher because then we'll be four on four but then i realized okay so we have Sin Cara, we have Kalisto, we have um uh Lisa Dorado and we have Grand Metalik, But we also have Andrade Cien Almas, even though he doesn't wear a mask, he's still a Lucha Wrestler, and uh that team of five versus Tyler Bates, Pete Dunn, Trent Seven, Wolfgang, and Gentleman Jack Gallagher. Just imagine that. Five on five. Oh, oh my gosh. Make that, make put that on Survivor Series, a traditional Survivor Series match, five on five. That would be freaking awesome. What else are we gonna see from the cruiserweight? What are we gonna see from the cruiserweights? It's probably gonna be Enzo Amore versus somebody. But I kind of hope that we get a battle royal, of some even if it's just like eight people, ten people, battle royal for the cruiserweight championship. Ooh. That would be, that'd be fantastic. I've been wanting that for months now. I'm pretty sure I've mentioned that in an episode before. Uh, but if not that, this five-on-five five thing, that would be super cool. Um, because technically, I guess they're kind of in NXT, but not really. They're in the UK division, which I guess part of NXT now. I, I don't know. There, it ha- there hasn't been much clarification of all of that. Uh, moving on, we had AJ Styles in a match that was set up last week in his third his third and best match of these three nights in a row. Oh my gosh, you go from AJ versus Finn Balor to AJ in a six-man tag team match versus The Miz and in the, in the Bar, which was, was awesome. But then AJ Styles versus Sunil Singh. Oh, what? I'm so glad we had those other two things happen because other, if, if Bray Wyatt hadn't gotten very sick and had to have been replaced in that Finn Balor match, we wouldn't, we wouldn't have had any of this AJ Styles action these last two nights. He probably would have been part of that brawl um, at the end of, of raw. But then the only thing we would have seen from AJ Styles this week would be him versus Sunil Singh. and, I'm so glad we don't live in a universe where that was the only AJ Styles match this week. <laughs> Next week is a different story, though. He's going to fight. Uh, of course, AJ won. Next week, he's going to fight his brother Samir. Ah, uh, is it going to be better? Which Which of the two, I forget, is are the ones that get the, the crazy, crazy bumps from mostly Randy Orton? Uh, if it's actually Samir who gets all of those, then maybe we'll still see some really crazy stuff. Um, but AJ won with the Calf Crusher. Yada yada yada. Uh, we had a women's Fatal Five Way to determine who would be a team captain. Becky won with the disarm her on Carmella. This was a really this was a really good match too. The women's matches this week were freaking awesome because we also had a Battle Royal. On NXT to determine the fourth member of the um, the fatal four-way for the NXT Women's Championship, which I'll talk about in just a minute. Um, we also had S- the Sami Zayn versus Randy Orton, which I already talked about that Randy Orton won and is the first official member of Team SmackDown. On 205 Live, we had Cedric Alexander and Rich Swan versus Noam Dar and Tony Nese. Um, <laughs> go watch this match. Go watch this match. It's great. It's it's really great um and it's part of why i tweeted that dream match because cedric and rich are so good together and uh we also had some great funny moments from noam dar and tony Nese. Uh noam dar was trying to replicate tony Nice's ab kicks in uh in the corner and <laughs> noam dar tries to do it but he was like laying flat like a fish and they just kind of moving his feet and tony is like no get your arms into it so funny uh like a personal trainer pretty much uh, We also had drew come out he said uh tonight's my solution to make 205 live better is no more matches we're done for the night and now i'm going to start back at slide number one <laughs> this is good i love it i really love it we only had got to slide nine or out of 277 and we're already like rebooting it going right back to the beginning no progression even because during slide one grand metallic interrupts and um uh they have a match uh grand metallic taps out to a hold and no wasn't even a match uh Gulak keeps holding on and then Tozawa comes out and saves Grandma Talik from, from peril, and uh, the, the, the feud continues. Oh, Gulak was about to attack his, uh, his throat with his big stick, like he did with Akira Tozawa, but uh, Tozawa interfered. Saved the day, uh, even though Grandma doesn't talk or yell or anything. I mean, it's still, it's still not a nice thing to do. Uh and then we had Enzo, De- De- Enzo devari <laughs> Enzo More who has lost his voice uh with uh Ari Davari on on the mic speaking for him I still haven't seen the full segment of um Drew Gulak speaking for Enzo More the little bit that I saw at the end was really funny cuz he's just like so um it's like just like so dry delivery of all of Enzo's usual things so it's kind of like He's a certified G, and you, and a bona fide stud, and you can't, you cannot teach that, that kind of thing. It's super funny. Uh, Drew Glax, so great. Um, well, we had Enzo versus Kalisto, and Kalisto won when uh, Enzo is disqualified for kicking the ref. Yeah. Enzo won back the championship on Sunday. Yeah, that's right. I don't remember exactly what all happened with that. Whoever's champ, whatever. It does, I mean, uh, looks like Neville's gone. So who cares about the actual championship? Let's get some more interesting stuff going on. And uh, 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 I mean, Enzo's gonna be doing his thing now. And there's and that's fine. But the, all these other guys got to have some other good stuff to do. Some other great stuff to do. Go after those tag team championships and stuff like that. Uh, on main event, number 265, we had Matt Hardy versus Kurt Hawkins. There's a couple close calls there. But the streak continues. 120 losses. 120 stars made. You really count that as making Matt Hardy a star. Uh, Matt Hardy won with the twist of fate. We also had Titus... O'Neal and Apollo Crews versus the club Carl Anderson and Luke Gallows. The club won with the Magic Killer performed on Titus O'Neal. Okay. Tons of stuff I wrote down for NXT. Great, great episode. Uh, It's announced that Nikki Cross gets another chance in this battle royal because of how things went down in her uh, triple threat match. Uh, the interference by, um, uh, Conti, whatever her first name is, I don't remember. Um, I didn't write it down here cause there's so much that happens in the battle Royal. Um, so that, that's pretty exciting and we'll get to, to, to I mean, that, that second chance is exactly what Nikki Cross needs. I think she's going to win the championship. She won the battle Royal. Okay. We'll just get right to it. But there's so much stuff that happens. that I have to talk about. Can't even talk about all that stuff. I'm going to talk about a little bit of that stuff. But first, we had Oni, Lorcan, and Danny Birch tag teams together team, t- together as a tag team for the first time on TV versus uh, Tito Savatelli and Riddick Moss. What is his first name? Whatever. <laughs> Moss dude. Uh, Savatelli won uh, when he pinned Oni Lorcan, which I was a little bit disappointed because these guys – are tough as they're not tough as nails they're as tough as something that nails can't penetrate which would be steel probably steel beam they're tougher than nails i'll just say that um but uh Savitelli, ah he he reminds me of uh what's his name from american pie you know the the guy that looks like Tito Savatelli. Okay. <laughs> Let's move on to this battle royal. Um Watch it. It's freaking good. So much great stuff. And we had Candace LeRae in there. So excited. Um but she didn't win. Almost everybody. Almost everybody did not win this battle royal. You know, if you're wondering, there's only one person who won out of all these all these folks. Uh the person who eliminated the most people was uh Bianca Belair she uh she eliminated let's see let's see uh uh, Rhea Ripley she eliminated Zeta she eliminated um Candice LeRae and Billy Kay but actually Nikki Cross eliminated the most people because I combined a bunch of them together into one line because they got it's just like bam 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 um, earlier in the match she eliminated um, uh, Conti because she just went right after her for ruining her chance in that uh, in that first triple threat match. Um, and then she eliminated, she was out of action a little bit for this first half of the match, but then she came back with a rampage, in a rampage, in a rage, or a ramp- both things. Um, she eliminated uh, Bourne, Beckett, Santana and Abby one after another, and then uh there at the end, she eliminates uh Martinez and Bel-Air at the same time and won the match. Uh, the best moment of this match was uh Billy Kay versus Bianca Belair. They're going at it. Billy Kay is on the outside, on the apron, about to get knocked off, but she grabs a hold as they're brawling. She grabs a hold of Bianca Belair's hair. If you've seen uh, some of her matches before, especially on in the Mae Young Classic, she uses her hair as a weapon. It is, uh, a, it it should be against the rules, really. That's like being allowed to carry a whip with you, but. Anyway she gets a grab grabs a hold of it and uses it to hang on. she's at a forty five degree angle almost out of getting knocked off the edge of the ring, but she holds on and gets back in, but then gets eliminated anyway uh and bianca just goes goes bonkers on her she just whips the crap out of Billy Kay like nah you don't, you don't pull my hair. Especially not with your entire body weight. It was pretty cool that uh, the way that they did it without it just pulling the roots straight out of her skull was uh, that she had wrapped her hair around the top rope, which, you know, acts as like a pulley. And then also Bianca had a hold of her side of it. So is pulling from that point from her hands. Oh, similar to when uh they're getting pulled up by their hair they're actually like holding the person being pulled by their hair is holding the, the like the base of their hair so it's being pulled from that point not from their skull so a very very nice choreography choreography planning to make that happen it was, it was so freaking cool totally unexpected i was because we had peyton royce on the outside there i was just expecting her to push billy back in like just be like bloop Greats, great uh what is the words um uh, what um when you distract it's a misdirection great misdirection pulled off extremely well uh so yeah nikki crosswind she has that fourth spot in the fatal four-way at nxt takeover Houston slash war games still being advertised as Houston on this episode. So I don't, I don't know what's going on with that. Maybe it's not officially called war games on TV yet. Uh, we also had Alistair Black versus uh, we didn't find out who he was going up against because the Velveteen Dream appears like a phantom out from the depths of hell or just off, off screen below frame. Uh he just appears behind Alister Black <laughs> during his entrance and attacks him and it's oh it is great. Great. This feud is fantastic. That initial trading of words, um uh, when we first heard Alister Black speak, I didn't dig that much at all. You can go back and listen to my episode when I talked about that, that the words they were saying to each other I thought didn't even really make sense at all. But everything since then has been so freaking good and I'm 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 really excited to see these two go head to head probably at Takeover. Uh and then the main event of this this episode was Almas versus Strong. Uh Zelina Vega keeps bothering uh Drew McIntyre about giving Almas a match and he keeps saying yeah, I'll give him to a match if he actually comes and sees me face-to-face. Have him come see me himself, not sending somebody else to speak for him. He, he's the man of, like, Roderick Strong. I, I, there's a precedent for this. Roderick Strong came right up to me and said, I want a championship match, and that's all I require. It's easy. Um, so... Almas does win this match after Vega helps with a Hurricane Rana out of nowhere while the ref wasn't looking, and uh, Almas wins with a, a Hammerlock DDT. Now that kind of inter- interference, I am so on board with that. Her interference uh, the other week uh, against Johnny Gargano when she was just wearing the DIY shirts, like okay, that's uh. Okay, it makes it makes sense, but her actually attacking and doing cool moves is so much cooler, and I want to see more of that. And I totally see her. Whatever happens in the women's division, almost ha- has to, I want him to win. I want him to be the next NXT champion. I am totally on board with this this uh, this pairing, and then Zelina Vega goes on and takes on whoever's the, the women's champion, and they just reign together, and I, whatever happens with tag team championships, whatever. I think it could be really really cool. They they just destroy everybody working together in all their matches, um, so they they leave they're victorious and all that, and then uh, the undisputed come out. Uh I still think we should call them undisputed. They say be a part of our era. In this promo, they seem to know that that's what they're, even the the jumbotron just says undisputed. I think the announcers uh, there's there's some confusion about this. Uh, and I think they need to clear it up sooner than later, hopefully. Please. Um but they 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 offer strongest spot in their crew. They say come on, you're not a loser you just lost but you're not a loser you should join us you can have everything because we're taking over at takeover you can be part of us and adam cole takes off his wristbands armband whatever it is with that's their their logo on it which has their three initials there's no s in there there is no s in there. they could add an s i guess but there's also no C. Yes, there is a C, because Cole. So like I guess that C could also be for Conti. Whatever. Um, but he takes it, and that's the end of the episode. We don't know, did he put it, does he end up putting it on? Is it's? he's just taking it to kind of humor them, get them to leave him alone? Or is he going to be on board with joining them? Whatever happens, I'm pretty excited to see what happen- what What decision Roderick Strong makes, as far as that goes. Very excited to see Andrade San Almas. He's going to finally speak to Drew McIntyre himself next week, or so Zelina Vega claims. And uh, that could be – I hope that match happens. And Drew McIntyre is freaking awesome. But uh, to have Andrade San Almas as champion and progress in the direction that he's already going, I think it would be really cool too. So that's it. Really long episode. not not much longer than usual, but um lots to talk about. I'm still very sad that Emma has been released. But like I said, I hope we see her in other um in other promotions very soon. Emma versus Tony Storm, Ozzy versus Ozzy for the Progress Women's Championship. Could happen. Maybe. It's kind of like the top thing I want to see. So that's it. Let me know what you thought about all the events this week on TV and off of TV. How do you feel about Emma and summer and Darren being released? And, uh, what do you think is going to happen next? Who's going to be on the survivor series teams? Um, I, I don't know. I'm excited to find out. So, Tweet me at TIW Podcast. Go to todayiwatched.com for more reviews. If you enjoyed this episode or anything else on the site, please share some links with your friends. Subscribe on iTunes, write a review on iTunes, and support the show even more at patreon.com slash todayiwatched. Thanks for tuning in, and I'll be back real soon with week 44 of WWE 2017. Bye.